I have a date. Yes, a date. Of course, God giveth and he taketh away. I get a date, but my penis is falling off. Uh, yeah, update on the redness, man. It's not getting better. And I've realized that I'm never going to work up the courage to go to the urologist. It's just not going to happen. Because if I go, that would mean that in the last six months, only two people will have touched my penis, and they're both males, me and the doctor. And that statistic is not something I want bouncing around in my head like a small fireball slowly igniting me into a deep, deep coven of depression. But it's all positive vibes right now. She looks kind of like my celebrity crush, Marissa Tomei, if Marissa Tomei looked completely different. But, you know, I find that when I overthink, like before a date, I tend to swing between ultra-positive and ultra-negative. Like it's either going to go super great or super terrible and there's no in-between. So I put together two scenarios here, uh, how I think a super great date would go and how I think a super bad date would go. And uh, we play that out right now. And just know that my girl voice is a work in progress. Uh, it's a work in progress in that I'm never going to work on it, so. So, thanks for going out with me. Oh, Sam, it was my pleasure. You're so tall and handsome, and you don't look like Jonah Hill at all. That's right, Melissa. You know, from the moment I saw you hop out of that bright green Mercedes CLK, I knew that you were the one for me. But can I ask, why is your car bright green? Well, my dad owns the Boston Celtics. Oh, really? That's right. And he's actually dying of terminal cancer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's leaving the entire team to me. Wow. Congratulations. Thanks. But to be honest, I don't really like basketball. So, would you like to take over ownership of the Boston Celtics? Yes. Yes, I would. And would you also like my Mercedes CLK? Yes, I would. And would you also like Larry Bird's personal home phone number? You know it, slut. Now, would you like to come to my bedroom with me? Of course. God, it goes on for so long. <laughs> the fucking blowjob sounds. So I guess that's, uh, that's how I'd imagine the good one would go. But much as I think about how a good date would go, I think about how a bad date would go. And uh, here's that. Thanks for coming back to my apartment with me. Oh, that's no problem, Sam. That'll be 150. What are you talking about? 150. What? What, what are you talking about? What? 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 You didn't know I was a hua? Of course I'm a hua. You don't think I'd go out with you for you? I'm after money. You should know about money. 
You're a Jew. Are you telling me that not only you're a whore, but you're an anti-Semitic whore? That's right. Hail Hitler. I'm a whore. <laughs> All right. Well, I did not expect this. When I bought you the chicken parmesan, I thought you were legitimate. To be honest, the chicken parmesan wasn't that good. I don't think I'd go back there, even alone. Yeah, to be honest, the cod filet wasn't that good either. Which, you didn't even ask me if I liked it or not. Honestly, that was a little rude of you. I mean, even if you're a whore, you should make conversation. I mean, I found during dinner, you, you didn't ask me about the filet. You didn't ask me about myself. You're a bad whore. I mean, a good whore would at least fake an interest in me. But, uh, anyway. You said 150? 150. Dumb assery. All right, on to serious business. Uh, I had some fantastic deep dish pizza earlier. Um, you know, I'm not like in New York or even Chicago where there's like supposedly the best pizza. People clown on chain pizza restaurants, but that's what most of America eats, pal. We're going to we're going to rank, bro, the, the best chain restaurants. I hate when people clown on Olive Garden, Applebee's, IHOP. It's it's the number one sign of pretentiousness right after wearing Vineyard Vines clothing. I mean, what, you, you think you're better than me because you don't eat at a chain restaurant? Look, you probably are. But Friday night at the Chili's, you got your pick of sixes all at the bar. And you can't get that at some bullshit sushi restaurant. Fuck Nobu, fuck sushi, fuck... I mean, Jesus Christ, have you seen these, like, really, really expensive, crazy restaurants? It's like high fashion where... It, when it gets in, in that really, really weird area where they're not even trying to, like, look stylish, they're just trying to, to grab attention. Like, these fancy restaurants are the food version of that. Like, there's no actual beautiful meal sitting on a plate that they serve you. You might think it was prepared by uh, uh, an old Italian woman with a with a mustache. No, that that's not what you get. You don't get a hearty meal like you should when you're paying that much. Hairy Italian grandma cooking, that's worth four figures. And I know, okay, the, the argument for it is what? It's like an experience. It's like, oh, I'm just not cultured. There's something to it. You can enjoy small pieces of really good food. Can you? The people that are saying that are the same people that give their children blue and green and red Jeep Rubicons so they can do drugs with their friends in a $40,000 vehicle that they'll inevitably crash and they'll go to court because they killed a guy because they were driving high. But guess what? The parents got a lot of money, so uh, they'll beat the case. I don't trust those kind of people. I mean, the serving sizes alone, brother, okay? I had family in, 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 at Dachau. Okay, and they got served bigger portions. What 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 are we doing here? We are in a Western civilization where we should be able to eat. Okay, because we've earned that privilege through centuries of agricultural revolution. But instead, these fucking pussy ass geeks who probably read the Forty Eight Laws of Power unironically, yacht club retards, want to give me a a a a a. a uh, a string bean on a plate and, and cover it in vinaigrette and that's a fucking that's dinner I could shit that out of my ass fuck you I love chain restaurants number three IHOP that 24-7 is such a sell 
I mean, how many places are truly 24-7 anymore? Even in like New York, there's a lot of places that have, have reduced their hours. I don't know. I mean, I also appreciate how they've got a wide menu. I'm always the kind of guy that, that wants to eat chicken tenders and mozzarella sticks at 3 a.m. and pancakes at 4 p.m. And this is where you can do that in a safe space, you know, in a safe environment. Number two, on the border, uh, the Mexican restaurant. That is the diversity ranking. So we'll just move on from that. And finally, number one, it's the motherfucking Cracker Barrel. I was introduced to the Cracker Barrel relatively recently, but when you talk about just like food that truly hits comfort food addict spot, there, there's nothing There's nothing like it, okay? There's not enough restaurants that just serve straight up fried chicken fillets. There's just not enough. I feel the, the fried chicken cutlets, they, they are not a popular enough item out there. We, we need more cutlets like, like uh, Cracker Barrel is providing. I mean, listen, Cracker Barrel is populated by mostly old people, which is kind of ironic considering most of their food would kill you uh, before the age of 45. I wonder if it's called Cracker Barrel because it's like exclusively white people in there. Like when you walk into a Cracker Barrel, you get the sense that it could still be segregated in some way. Like they're not telling us that it's segregated, but they're putting the black guys in a different room from us. I'm not saying it's right. It's wrong. But but it, it could very well be in the, the corporate guidelines that uh, the the races stay apart. It, it's separate but equal chicken cutlets. Dumbassery. All right. The Lizzo saga continues. Uh, she got booted from the Made in America festival. They decided to cancel the festival because she was headlining. You would think celebrities to a point are interchangeable, right? But I guess when you're a super big star, it's hard to keep a festival going when you're no longer in the festival, you know? Like, it's called the Made in America Festival, but it's really the Lizzo Festival. So um, I was able to catch up with Tony Jefferson, the Made in America Festival promoter, get his thoughts on it, see where he's going with it. Uh, here's that. Hi, this is Made in America Festival promoter Tony Jefferson. You know, our goal isn't just to gouge you with ticket prices that could feed a small Cambodian village for the entire winter. It's to give you the music that you love. Unfortunately, our cash cow has been exposed as a banana-wielding rapist. So, we've canceled the show. But never fear, we have something new for you. The Made in China Festival. A family-friendly concert featuring all of your favorite knockoffs. It's not Lizzo. But it is Chano, a portly Asian woman with a heart of gold, singing such hits as It's About Darn Time and Good As Heck. And we promise our performers only use fruit as food. Dumbassery. I just pissed myself off. And I'm actually mad that I'm pissed off. Like, I'm pissed off that I'm pissed off. Because this is literally 100 years old. And it's like, it's 100 years old this year. And it's like, why is this bothering me so much? Okay, uh, do you guys know Fatty Arbuckle? I, you probably don't. He was like the first like fat comedian, you know, guy. First fat comedian like in movies, and his career was ruined. He was framed for rape and murder for real, and he was put through trial three times. And at the third trial, the jury was was so apologetic to Fatty. 
that they actually wrote him a letter saying, we're sorry you went through this. When, when the hell has that ever happened that a guy got so screwed over that the jury was like, we need to send you a fucking, we're pulling out the stationery. This is how it begins. Acquittal is not enough for Roscoe Fatty Arbuckle. A grave injustice has been done. He was a completely innocent man, but his life, career, and reputation were destroyed. And, and you know what happened to Fatty is he never recovered. He went through these trials. He, he was falsely accused. Shout out Buster Keaton, though, another early comedian. He stuck with Fatty after the trials. Tried to get him more work. But I, this is a, a, a hundred years old. This happened, the end of the trial was like 1923. I think that's a hundred years. And I'm angry about it. You know? After the trial, um, he got held down by these, these couple of guys uh, in the industry. I'm going to say these guys' names because there's two fucking guys that screwed him over. Okay, first guy, Adolf Zucker. Adolf Zucker, the two worst Adolfs of all time. Okay, listen, he's number two, granted, but he's up there. And Will H. Hayes, more like bitch-ass Hayes. Okay, listen to this. Despite Arbuckle's acquittal, the scandal has mostly overshadowed his legacy as a pioneering comedian. At the behest of Adolf Zucker, president of Famous Players Lasky, which was a motion picture distributor, his films were banned because Zucker was faced with moral outrage of various groups such as the Lord's Day Alliance, the powerful Federation of Women's Clubs, and even the Federal Trade Commission. When Arbuckle saw a resurgence in his popularity immediately after his third trial, Zucker decided he had to be sacrificed to keep the movie industry out of the clutches of censors and moralists. You know, bro, we talk about cancel culture, and, you know, honestly, I feel like cancel culture, it's not even what it was two or three or four years ago. Like, it's over now, basically, and it's been over, that whole, when, you know, the, those few guys were getting boned, like Shane Gillis and Aziz Ansari, that was when it was at its height, but it's really different now. Like, now it's like a joke, almost, you know, the idea of cancel culture. Um, but we we act like it's a new thing, and it's just not. I mean, listen to this. He was blacklisted because of, of moral outrage, you know? That's 100 years ago. Everything is cyclical, I guess, you know? But I'd just like to, to, to point out Adolf Zucker, Will H. Hayes, y'all are some pussy-ass bitches. If I ever find your grave, I'm going to piss on it. I'm going to shit on it. Uh, you guys are bitches. I don't know who your descendants are, but they can suck my dick. But people, like, that's the thing. People have always been fucking pussies, man. From day one, people have been fucking pussies, bro. Like, people don't want to stand up and say this guy got boned, and even though there's this outrage around him, uh, we're going to stick with him. You know? Nobody looks at, like, what if it happened to you? What would you how would you want to be treated if it happened to you? They don't think about it like that. Anyway, this guy Adolf Zucker. All right? I, I, dude, if you look up a picture of him, no doubt, if he was alive today he would be on to catch a predator. Like, he just gives off incredible creep vibes. I get, like, a Bill Cosby essence from him, you know? Like, he claims to be all moral and upstanding, 
but behind the facade, he's absolutely diddling seven-year-olds. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's setting up the ice cream shops. He's setting up the elementary schools. He's like, hey, my name is Adolf. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a, I'm a dumbass pervert bitch, and uh, I'd like to diddle your butthole. He was orphaned at age seven. Good move from the mother, I feel. Uh, she knew the devil that she was living with. Dude, I, it would suck to, like, take him in as an orphan, you know what I mean? Like, you become his foster parent, and, like, five minutes in, you're like, dude, this guy sucks. Can we, can we return him? I would get the impression if I fostered him, I would feel like he was, like, a piece of clothing that was slightly too small. You know, and you just go return it to the store. Like, that's what he is worth. That's what he's worth to me. A piece of clothing that does not fit so you return it to the store. If he was my orphan, bro... I would throw him out the window faster than Uncle Phil did DJ Jazzy Jeff. And ju- and just to, to, to clarify on this Zucker guy, let me give you this piece from the New Yorker. Adolf Zucker, who wanted to sacrifice Arbuckle, didn't want the band being traced back to the studio. And they put in this Will Hayes guy. His job was to put on a wholesome face on the industry. Okay, so... This Will Hayes guy was like his bitch boy. But also, uh, they, they issued a list of what became known as Don'ts and Be Carefuls, which barred movies from showing sex, profanity, or ridicule of the clergy. Let me tell you something. There's nothing funnier than sex. We do porn roulette on this podcast. We do blowjob sounds. There's nothing funnier. These guys, these guys held back the movie industry from being what it could be. You know, listen, without these guys, we, we could have been getting full-on penetration by the 80s. Can you imagine how great My Cousin Vinny would have been if in the middle of the movie Joe Pesci just started analing Marissa Tomei? Contemporaneous anal? It could have happened without these fucks. But real quick, man, I just remembered this. Uh, I did start a Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, it's five bucks if you want to support the show and help pay for hosting costs and all that. So yeah, I'll leave that link, uh, in the, in the podcast description. Dumbassery. But fuck Adolf Zucker. I pray that he never got to eat at an IHOP. That's truly the worst fate that I hope can befall a man. Uh, yes, he's the number two worst Adolf, but the number three has got to be way farther down. I mean, if there was a serial killer that, that was out there fucking killing in, in the in the mountains of Algeria. You know what I'm saying? Just boom, boom, boom. Stab, 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 stab. I would still say that guy is number three. I would say that. <laughs>